Hello and welcome to episode 254 of the Waters Waveland podcast. I am your host, Weishan, and I've got Tony with me here today. Hey T, how's it going? Well, more importantly, I have uh, the InfoPro Digital Asia MVP here with me, Weishan Wong. Oh, stop. In case you don't know, we have these internal award uh, program amongst our seven publications. Uh, what is it? Uh, Risk, Waters, Central Banking... Uh, uh, FX markets, Chartist, uh, insurance posts. I'm missing one. I can't remember. Anyway, but all these different brands. And uh, one of the categories is, you know, the most valuable person in uh, Asia. And that was Wei Shen. And I could not agree more. She is the glue that holds this whole thing together. If she goes, I go. That's what I say. I, I literally said, I go, if it would be easier to replace me than it would be to replace Weishen. So. <laughs> Listen, you get no pay raise out of this, just so you know. But yeah, you know, we you get an award. I think they got you oh, a little damn. a small bottle of sake or something like that. You know, so ah, uh, oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, you've you've now embarrassed me on this platform as well. So yeah, I've done Thank my you. job then. Well, fortunately though. <laughs> Who's our guest today, Wei Shen? MVP. It's Who did us. we set up? Oh my God. Oh we my talk. gosh. Yeah. It's great, Listen. right? I mean, I, I thought this is what I want to do as Asia MVP, you know, like just have us talking crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good job. Well, you're the one that has to edit it out. Like, I can say things like, <laughs> God damn, you know, but you can't. So. Goddamn well, is can, not, but... I'm, I'm not censoring Goddamn, but. Okay, yeah. fine. But you're the one the that has edited it out, not me. That's why you're Asia MVP right there. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so well. the audience, but let, let, so for the audience, if you're not used to the old school days of the Waters Wavelength podcast, it used to literally just be Wei Shen and I. Before that, it was James and I, and the, the, the OG was Dan DeFrancesco and I. Um, check out episode two of this podcast, the father of the <laughs> podcast, indeed. What was that episode 200? Was it that we had all of us together? Yeah, that yeah, was it was fun episode 200. Anyway, we're going to talk about some of the things that we're seeing. Um, you know, that that's kind of how this whole thing started was we were just talking about stories that we've written recently. Um, we don't like doing that as much because our content is incredibly expensive. And so why the hell are we going to give it away for free on a podcast? You know, let's just be real about it. You know, uh, you know, you want you want to read the good stuff. Come and read the good stuff. You know, subscribe to us. But every now and again, we want to talk about some of the trends that we're seeing in the marketplace. And so what is our topic going to be today, Wei Shen? Actually, before we get into that, oh, um, God damn it! Well, you know, I, we got to, <laughs> you know, as a producer, you got to do a better job of, you know, saying you what the structure of the story is going to be. You knew that I was going to, you knew that I was going to say this. But oh yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. me, yeah. So anyway, for our loyal listeners, especially those on Apple who listen to us on Apple Podcasts, you'll be excited and extremely happy to know that we are back on Apple Podcasts. Mm -hmm. So you can find us on SoundCloud, obviously on our website, uh, as well as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So hooray. And that is what I did as Asia MVP. Yeah. You know what I love about, like, so we write about technology, but 
for most of us here, we don't have a lot of technological skills. Yeah, we just we talk to smart people and we're we're hopefully good writers, good reporters, good researchers. <laughs> and then we present information in hopefully a and definitely a factual and hopefully an entertaining and enjoyable way. But we for what a year or so we're like, why the hell can't we get Apple to work? We can't get this to work. And all we had to do was just put a credit card. Into it. <laughs> okay, there were other reasons. For there were that. other, there were other well, loops. Okay. So I, I, because I was, oh, and you were like, I'm not doing anything about this. You handled it. But the thing is, I only have a. This is embarrassing, but I only have an iPad uh, fourth generation. Okay, it's really old, and so it was. It's 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 to the point now that I can't even access YouTube as an app. Right, I, it directs me to <laughs> to Safari or YouTube on Safari. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so it's it's that bad. So that's why that's one of the reasons I guess. Uh, I I didn't I didn't have this set up earlier. Um, but I finally got it done. I mean, just because I don't use like my my Apple products um, as much as I do my non Apple products. So yeah. Uh, anyway, the, 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 the important thing is we are back on Apple, and you know what's interesting about Apple is nope, actually what? no man. Uh, I thought I had a transition there, but then I I, I was confusing Apple with IBM. <laughs> oh gosh. Damn. <laughs> Anyway, what's our topic today? Great. It's cloud. <laughs> You're an excellent co-host. Thank you. But anyway, yes, our topic for today is cloud. And I, I really wanted to talk, talk to you about this topic because, um, I mean, we cover a lot. Uh, we cover cloud a lot in our coverage, right? And mm -hmm. we talk about, uh, we write about, I guess, and talk about, um, Different companies, whether it's on uh, whether they are financial services providers or uh, the banks, asset managers that are uh, migrating more workloads um, to the cloud, what their cloud, how their cloud journey is playing out. Uh, but I, I, I thought you know, um, it's it's really interesting interesting to see that there's a huge disconnect in some of you know um, uh, how they are approaching the cloud. So you have. For example, uh, you have uh, Fidelity Asset Management that is going all in with AWS, and they have migrated nearly 99% of its trading applications, right? And they are on yeah. track to kind of sunset their on-premise data centers. Um, Fidelity, but then you also, yeah, their asset yeah. management, just um, so not their, this doesn't necessarily include their wealth management arm, some of the other services that they have, but for their uh, institutional asset management arm, they're going to migrate all of uh, their workflows into the cloud and remove their uh, data center footprint. Sorry, right. go on. Yeah, and then you have the likes of RPC that has already moved around 600 applications to the cloud. Um, I mean, 80% of those are running on private cloud architecture, but you know, yeah, 80%, RBC, that's a huge The interesting number. thing about them is they're not as gung-ho per se about um, the public cloud, uh, especially mm. for their capital markets uh, trading operations, um, they're more still uh, going with a private cloud model, though um, they say over the next five years uh, that that should start to be about a 50-50, something close to a 50-50 um, layout. Sorry, go on. I'll just yeah. keep on interrupting with, uh, you know, with, with, uh, with the details, you know, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I count on you to do that. Uh, but then on the other hand, you have, uh, you know, the likes of uh, the Bank of Montreal. And this was a story that was done by Niela, I believe, mm -hmm. um, who is, oh, I, I guess, yeah, the bank is a little bit more conservative and they, they intend to move 30% of their workloads over the next three years. So that's a, that's quite a, I guess, a medium term. 30% uh, of its workflows across the bank to the cloud within three years. So I thought it would be interesting to kind of like look at how uh, different uh, firms or I guess different units within some firms like Fidelity Asset Management, uh, you know, are approaching the cloud and how, because every time we talk to different people, they like to talk a big game uh, about the cloud, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's it's become trendy. I mean, it's not to the extent of like blockchain and DLT and digital asset, but it's trendy to be seen as, oh, we're migrating so-and-so workflows onto the cloud. Yeah. But it's definitely easier said than done. So we want to know, I want to ask you basically, uh -huh. like, I'll pick your brain on like, how you see this playing out. Um, and I guess, you know, the proof is in the pudding, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Well, even like, so, so you said like uh, about Fidelity, so they're going to be 100% cloud um, for their asset management uh, operations with, you know, they're, they're, they say they're, they're, they're very close again there. Uh, society, another story that we wrote was about uh, Societe Generale, uh, SocGen, their Americas uh, unit. They're going to be, so this isn't their whole banking infrastructure across the world, you know, French-based bank. Uh, but for their in the Americas, they want to completely eliminate or come as close to that as possible their data center footprint and have everything in the cloud there. Mm. I think that there are a couple things that are important to keep in mind um, whenever whenever we talk anything. So it's first important for me to say that you know I I as I've established many many times on this uh, podcast, I am not a a technologist in any way and so this is just what i understand as i talk with people but if you're a new startup if you're creating a new company you are going to create it in the cloud it's what um you know we've written about nick colba um who he's the uh, he was one of the lead architects on uh thompson reuters icon back in the day uh, he was the lead uh, uh, guy, uh, engineer that um, created the FDC3 protocol while he was at OpenFIN. And he contributed an open source version of the FDC3 um, protocol, uh, FDC3 uh, Electron, um, to the Finos community. And so now he's created a new company called Connectify. So right now there's desktop app interoperability he wants to bring app interoperability into the cloud um, and this is you'll see i'm pretty sure you're going to see all the the major uh, desktop app interoperability players go down this route as well so it's going to be competitive space so i have no idea if he's going to succeed but i do appreciate what he's doing and you have somebody like david gurley who mm. is at symphony um he you know left symphony and you can say what you want about symphony that you know the, the the whole Bloomberg killer thing, and then it's the Slack killer thing, and you know, there's, it's easy to kind of uh, take pot shots at them. And <laughs> if I'm being honest, I, I think I have on the podcast and in columns. 
uh, because it never quite got to the hype level of when it first started. But what I would say is it's still a major, major company in a, in the financial markets, you know, whether they get bought someday or whether they make a major acquisition, that's where we'll see what becomes of them. But mm-hmm. they understood that collaboration was important and work cloud. And now David Gurley is creating a company that's basically a cloud company, but it goes about it in a very unique way of trying to use unused cloud storage and uh, compute power um, amongst a bunch of different firms. Again, you can read our stories about it if you want to understand. But this is all to say, if you're creating a company today, you're going to go the way of Clear Street, who was just on our podcast recently, or uh, RQD, um, just all the uh, who's in the post-trade space. Um, you're going to be cloud native. So we have legacy banks, UBS, Bank of Montreal. Um, you know, Jamie Dimon says that he's, you know, that he wants the cloud to be a complete, or he wants uh JP Morgan be completely cloud by I can't remember what the date was. They have a tougher time getting there, especially because banks have so many diverse businesses. So you say about you know a company that oh they're only thirty percent. Well, yeah, but they have a much they have all these different business units: wealth management, asset management, retail banking, retirement stuff, you know, all, all this kind of, you know, uh, consumer banking, corporate bank, all, all this kind of different uh, business arms. And they got to figure out a way to get all these systems to the cloud. But without breaking anything, without screwing mm-hmm. up any of their services, so they have to go much slower. And as a result, what you see is those that can get ahead faster in the cloud think that they have a massive competitive advantage. I'll give you an example. Um, uh, Ridgeline. Um, uh, they are a new um, OMS, uh, basically OMS provider, uh, investment management systems provider. And they think that they can get ahead of the likes of Advent and Charles River because they're cloud native. Advent is you'll read about this but they've they're dumping a lot of money to try and get those legacy systems moxie and all those things or i can't remember whatever um it's (laughs) it's past midnight my time all right give me a break uh but they're trying to get those to the cloud so this is all to say that it's a bit of an arms race and so you have to you have to be careful with how you view what people are saying because so many banks are like yes we're gonna be in the cloud we're cloud native everything's cloud native but there's still COBOL you know programming language running through their systems there are still um mainframes back office platforms mainframes that are 20 30 years old perhaps more than that yeah <laughs> exactly um so that's the interesting thing is you know how do you make this transition how do you make it responsible you know, Fidelity, what shocked me about that was the guy was really saying, it's like, we're 100%. We're not cloud. We're not multi-cloud. We're AWS. We're 100% AWS. What the hell happens when AWS US East goes out, you know? Um, now, there's also something you said that there isn't seamless rollover that exists from AWS. Like, so let's say AWS's cloud goes down. 
it doesn't your system don't seamlessly roll over to Google Cloud or to Microsoft Azure, right? Mm. That's that's also the problem is that there's this fallacy of people saying, well, we're multi-cloud, so we can so we don't have vendor lock-in. It's like, well, no, you are still architecting to an individual cloud with an individual system platform application. Um so those I think are the are the unique challenges there. I don't know. I'm I'm a bit rambling on. What 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 do you <laughs> which which thread do you want to pull on there, Shen? Huh? I guess I, I guess one of the reasons why, yeah, as you mentioned, the they are going about this very carefully, right? All these legacy um <laughs> legacy firms, uh let's just call them that. Um but they have no I guess they have no choice because it's not as easy uh, to just they they can't look at it as the cloud and go like okay we'll lift and shift this there because um, that uh, what's the point of doing that right so some of those workflows or some of those uh, yeah some of the things that they want to move over to the cloud actually requires redesigning that process yeah rearchitect them for the cloud. Yeah, and so then they would also have to uh, decide. Perhaps there are some that would not actually benefit from being in the cloud. Maybe, I don't know. I don't work at the bank, right? Um, you know, I, if you do it wrong, of course. But I think that if you do anything correctly, that cloud is just the natural. Like I was talking um, with. Uh, uh, somebody at a European bank risk manager and they were talking about how they're building an internal system that will be mm -hmm. you know cloud native and so and it was just such a natural decision like why are if we're going to build it internally and create this new thing rather than buy something you know uh, from a third party why wouldn't I think everything going forward has to be cloud native because when things come down the pike around you know, new technologies around, you know, how you uh, use open source tools, how you use machine learning, how you use when quantum computing comes around. If you're still using legacy, I just don't, you know, you know, those kind of those hard, bulky, uh, monolith, you know, mainframe driven um, uh, platforms, I, I just I don't. I don't I don't know maybe I'm wrong but I just don't I don't see how it's possible that you can keep up with the development demands to keep up with the upkeep you know it just costs too much that's the benefit of the cloud um I think the problem is, is that people don't architect well to the cloud I think that's why you have co companies like you know you know he's a friend of the show but uh Bill Murphy's he was the former CTO of Blackstone he's now at a company called Cresting Wave you know dude went from Blackstone to basically this white glove consultancy that helps firms keep up on tech innovation and specifically tech innovation, you know, not not just solely, but you know, with a real focus on tech innovation around the cloud providers. And how do you find a talent to that know how to architect to the cloud? I don't know. You know, that these are the questions that I think that every firm is going that every firm is currently struggling with and that's why people talk a bigger game but how far are they getting along on that i don't really know 
Yeah, I guess maybe that's the that's the real question. I mean, that the approach there, what is the right way to do it? What's the wrong way to do it? And for different firms, are there different, are there a few right ways to do it? Um, and, you know, in, in terms of the approach that they that they take on there, um, they would have to, I guess, yeah, uh, if, if they run into problems, they would have to hire firms like Cresting Wave to, to kind of help them, uh, <laughs> help them uh, lay that out. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I just, I, you know, for me, it's like, it's why I don't like the conversation around blockchain and like blockchain in the cloud. Okay. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. In the cloud. Got it. Cloud is the evolution of technology. Okay. It, it's this underpinning of infrastructure. Blockchain, they want to be the, the, this evolution. They think it can be. But again, you know, in the post trade space, you know, you don't. You, yes, blockchain can work. I'm not saying that it's not a tool that can work, but all this R&D that you're putting into it, all this money that's being thrown into it, when if you just would have done a better job of upgrading and updating your systems previously, of creating APIs and writing APIs, because you know, that's the one thing. APIs are not, not all API, like you can, everybody likes to say, we have APIs and we're using APIs. <laughs> But the way that your APIs are written, the way that they're directed to um, uh, pull in data, distribute data, yep. you know, are they being written properly for um, uh, for cloud dissemination? Are they being written properly for interoperability? Yeah, that's where uh, everything gets lost. So everybody likes to talk about cloud as the big topic, but then there's the bread and butter stuff and. It's like some people just want to skip ahead and say, "Oh well, blockchain that that will solve all of our ills." And no, it won't. It just it just not. And and we're listen, show it to me. You know, at the end of the day, maybe I'm wrong, but where where are these major blockchain? It, we're, 2013 was when we started writing about blockchain. You know, and then 2016, 17, 18, all these projects. Where are they? Where are they? Where show me? Where are they? I I haven't seen them. I you know they, they exist in small microdoses okay i think they're good for um i mean they're not a solve all any technology all technology any technology is not a solve all you can't look at technology yeah. and go like yeah we're going to do that and we're going to implement this and that uh and it's going to change the world and change well, the way that we is do what things. they say that is exactly that, what they say yeah that is what they say but then they i mean speaking to well, as as you mentioned you're uh you're not a uh you're not an expert in technology. I'm neither am I, right? Um, I we, yeah, I didn't go to school and learn about computer science and that sort of sort of thing. I mean, I should have <laughs> looking back. But anyway, um, so blockchain uh, is useful, I believe, but to very very specific use cases, and it can do amazing things for those very very specific use cases, but to kind of implement a wide scale, uh, massive project for, I don't know, let's just say clearing and settlement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not gonna name names here, but um, it's it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it is doable, but I think firms need to be more realistic about how they are going to do that let's, and why. Let's, let's look at what it. do they gain it, from that? Like, you were, you were hinting from at that? You were you were hinting at uh, uh, ASX, and let's just let's call a spade a spade here with the chess uh, rollout and the incredible delays that you're seeing. 
I, yo, listen, I, I, I just have to believe. And so this is just my personal opinion. Um, I have spoken with other people that are not at ASX. And so it's not necessarily fair uh, to them, but. <laughs> but with that said, uh, <laughs> look at what CME is doing with Google and look at what NASDAQ is doing with AWS. They're going to turn They're It's going to take time. So, yes, you know, the, the hype in the beginning is they're going to go to the cloud and move their match in, you know, and everything. But in the, in the beginning, it's going to be low hanging fruit. And we, you know, we spoke with Bill Dag on the podcast about that and how they're going to slowly move but it is going to go to multicasting is going to go to uh the trade match and it's going to be the, the goal is to have their entire tech stack in the cloud these are the uh, two of the very biggest exchanges in the world uh two of the most said uh, most important exchanges i i just i have to believe that we're going to see more exchanges go down that route with the cloud partnerships with, you know, I'm sure mm. Azure's maybe chomp champion at the bit, you know, to kind of get um to get their own kind of big splashy um thing. And I think they did actually. I think that but I think it was with uh investment bank. I can't remember who. Okay. Oh the again it's after midnight. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um but that's what you're seeing. You're not gonna see because when when did ASX and chess make when when did ASX make that announcement that they, they had done their kind of uh, RFP? They got the, yeah, so they got the green light, and we we wrote the story. Yeah, we wrote, remember, yep. in in uh -huh. December twenty seventeen, but December they had been they had been studying it before, I think in twenty sixteen. Sure. So they they did a whole RFP process, and then I remember vividly that at the time. People in the industry there were saying, like, why? Why are we doing this? But they're like, no, this is the new technology and everything like that. 2017, think back to then. 2017, 2018, that is the hype, the Gartner hype cycle, whatever that curve is. That was the, the peak of it. And they decided we're going to be the first ones on this boat. And that still hasn't been. I'm sorry. Now it's later on. Now you got to listen through even later. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that has still not come to fruition and it might one day i'll mm. be interested to hear from people that work at asx is it a true blockchain or is it this watered down version of that's database. the other thing is yeah it's 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 a blockchain but not a blockchain the way that the people that the the, the creators of bitcoin you know, the creators of cryptocurrencies of digital assets would view a blockchain. Um, that's all I'm saying is. I think that in the future, you're going to see more exchanges go the AWS, Google, Azure. I don't know if IBM wants to get into there. I think IBM's more kind of on that reg tech space and uh, big mm. data analytics space. But but that's that's the future. That's where everything's going. Um, because it enables you to take advantage of all these really cutting edge open source tools. Open source is also the way of the future. Um, yeah. API development, that is what we're seeing right now. These things pair beautifully with cloud interoperability. Okay. Your what are, you know, topic. These, the, my favorite topic, these, these big tectonic shifts in technology around 
open source tools, which has led to the democratization after midnight. Um, Good job. Of of machine learning, you know, with your TensorFlow stuff like that. Um, you know, that's where we're seeing everything moving. And that's why cloud is so important, because if you don't have that base, then I, you're going to be slower to be able to incorporate these other shifts and be able to interact with other firms that are also um, going down the same path. Yeah. I mean, the whole premise of this and what my point was really about is still is still on how they approach it. So there is a wrong way to to do things, right? So um, I guess we we need to see, or we we like to uh, you know look for uh, specific examples of how it's being done. You know, just saying that you are migrating whatever percent of your workloads to the cloud is, you know, yeah, great, but how? How are you doing this? What are you doing right now? Which are the workloads that are that you're choosing to start with? And yeah, what your progress is like, and that's what we want to know. So how are you? Who are yeah. you hiring? How are you hiring? Those things too, because yeah, mm. it's the, it's the, it's the fight for talent, and that's the thing that we've seen is um, you know, look at how quickly communications platforms exploded on Wall Street and Bank of America. So, um. Niella just recently wrote about um, about uh, the, the, the tools for around surveillance. Was that was that her? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to remember which <laughs> one of my yesterday. <laughs> yes, it was like last week or something. I think. Anyway, whatever. Um, oh, oh that's, Bloomberg. That's, that's right. right. Bloom. You know, no, no. You're right. It yeah. was Bloomberg. Oh my gosh. And. Uh, 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 they they partnered with somebody I can't remember, but insightful company, technology it's called insightful yeah. technology, <laughs> and they have a specialization of being able to monitor and surveil uh, communication platforms. But and they said that they like something like two hundred or something. I don't know what the numbers were uh, right now, top of my head. But prior to the pandemic, you know, yes, there were there were a lot of chat platforms still. You know, people were using. AOL back in the day and but and Bloomberg and Yahoo Messenger and there were a bunch of others. These systems are exploding as they come to the market and it's becoming a bigger and bigger challenge. And Bank of America just I, th I think it was like something like 200 million or something like that that they got hit with. Um, if my numbers are wrong, it's after midnight. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but no, but that's the thing is that's the other tough thing about the cloud is it's easier to get to market. There's so many more products coming to market. So it's like what Bill Murphy was talking about when he was on the podcast last time, innovation discovery, how as a chief technology officer, how as a market data manager, do you keep up with all these new products and tools, just the tools that AWS provides alone, hundreds of new tools that they are rolling out every year. How do you keep up with that? I have no idea. And so that those it's why the focus has to be on cloud because that's where the innovation is truly happening and you're seeing it in mass rollouts throughout the industry, unlike blockchain. And that's why 
And then it's it's the ancillary stuff around machine learning, around API development, around open source tools, around interoperability tools. Um, yeah, that's that for me is is the the greatest trend. That's everything that we're going to be writing about. I think ninety five percent of what we write about is going to be around that. And then if it if it isn't, it's still it's still connected anyway. So connected. like interoperability APIs that <laughs> what's supporting yeah. that cloud. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. And regulation anyway. and then what what happens with regulation and what happens when big tech if and well, yeah, I've written about this a couple times, but what happens when they start saying, hey, you know what, we can actually do this stuff better than the exchanges can do. <laughs> AWS has something called AWS Data Exchange. You know, just throw that mm -hmm. out there. Um, Google has is looking to create a reference data service um, specifically for uh, banks. I wonder mm -hmm. if some of the reference data uh, tools providers might be interested in it. What happens when the big tech providers say, we can do what you do, and we can do it better, and we have the monopoly in this space because we have the infrastructure that you that de you desperately need. Ooh, those are going to be the interesting questions to answer over the next few years. Yep. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think we've rambled on enough about cloud and blockchain yep. and everything in between. Everything so in between. Uh, hopefully, next time we see you, we have a guest. <laughs> Yeah, hey, listen. Well, this is the nice thing. We'll just wait until we have a guest. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed our rambling, but uh, till next time. See ya. Catch y'all later. Bye bye.